about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. impression only i can do no one else you know when you hear that it's time for the worst gig ever show of shows on the podcasting <laughs> network of life hey guys i am mike pace i'm jeff garlock <laughs> and the podcasting <laughs> network of life <laughs> that's what we're all living in let's let's just be honest let's with just, each other let's just Let's just get down to brass tacks. Who, who are we going to welcome into our lives this week? Oh, who are we going to welcome? Jason Hammaker. Hammaker Schlammaker. <laughs> Jason Hammaker, amazing Renaissance man, drummer of currently in the band Regents, but you would also know him from Frodus, from Combat Wounded Veteran. Battery. Oh. He auditioned for 108. He may have auditioned even played for one, shows A whole slew of hardcore bands, but he is also just a, a renaissance man. He's a, he's a massage therapist, but he is also a documenter of He's an archivist. Music. An archivist. He, he is working on a project where he is documenting ancient religious music. Yep. Sufi, I believe. Sufi. Uh, uh, Kofi yes. Kingston, man. Um, <laughs> or it's in the Middle East. Yes. And he talks about it extensively. You can check out some samples of Jason's recordings at lostorigins.com. People get back to us about the show. Mm-hmm. And people seem to love the episodes where we talk about punk rock from the 90s. Yeah. And this guy was punk rock in the 90s. He was. And he re- he said, hey, Jeff, you know, or, or old friend, he's like, I would love to do this. I want to do your podcast. I have stories. Yeah. And he does. He does. Tenfold. So there are a lot of stories about playing shows, about punk, about all the stuff that... It's a classic episode of, of the podcast, I got to say. If you love great stories, you'll love the way you look. Listen to this guy. <laughs> And you know, if you love, <laughs> you know, whether you're gonna love the way you look, ah, uh, we've just we just give it up. You can check out our previous episodes at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. We are also on Facebook, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. Rate us, review us, send us an email, worstgigevergmail.com. Tweet at us at Mikey Pace at G Garlock at worstgigever. Uh, you can check out our web series at youtube.com backslash official comedy. We're on there. We're fun. You're funny, and no, I don't know about you, but Eh, we're pretty funny. You could also listen to the podcast on a pair of Tweaked Audio headphones. You could. If you go to tweakedaudio.com, enter the promo code WORST, you will get one-third off of your purchase, and that includes a lifetime warranty. It doesn't get better than that. You know what gets better than that? This episode. This episode. So let's just get right into it. Listen to this, then go listen to some Frodus. Bye. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Worst gig ever. I was trying to figure this out by defining worst. <laughs> 
I'm going to say best slash worst gig was Missoula, Montana. Okay. Um, Already feel in, it. Intrigued. This is, this is with Frodis. <laughs> and we were not a straight edge band. I am straight edge. Well, I was straight edge. What year is this? (laughs) This would be 1997. Okay. And there was a shirt called If You Are Not Now, You Never Were. So, I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) Andrew Thomas Company already decreed something. So, let's be be honest. Going off the rails right within the first minute. (laughs) It was a a reference reference to a t-shirt company (laughs) that no one remembers. (laughs) Which is actually, I think, an outspoken reference. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Because I think I have that shirt. I also have the So so Outspoken Isn't Cool Anymore. So what? (laughs) Straight edge doesn't cool so, so what? So it, it was at this place called Jay's Upstairs in Missoula. Oh, I played there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they misspelt our name on the little <laughs> thing. We were Fro Duff with an F. <laughs> and then the flyer was this was done on like green Xerox paper, and it was like, "Get high, smoke up, Frodis." Like, what? <laughs> it was just like it made zero sense, and we were playing with like these weird completely towny bands right. like it was not a punk show in the least mm-hmm. so much so i have photos of this somewhere <laughs> one guy was just like way into corn the bass player for the opening this is when corn got really popular right. so yep. he had like the dreadlock fieldy-esque dreadlock <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like super weak his 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 bass was between his uh, knee and shoe, <laughs> and was in a wife beater. The singer, the singer, just looked like somebody's nephew got on stage. <laughs> like he, like just kind of looked like no real haircut, just like <laughs> loose hair. Yeah, oh, just kind of like it, yeah. it's like like when you shake his hair, just kind of shakes. <laughs> and uh, they just played like super weak covers the entire evening. Yeah, it was so bad. I actually, went downstairs, and this is where it really goes off the tracks. This is actually one of the scariest moments of tour in my life. Uh. We had to drive overnight to Seattle, I think. Mm -hmm. And there was some dudes playing pool. Honest to God, it looked like like the Terminator beginning. Like these biker dudes (laughs) were were playing pool. And I figured (laughs) these dudes know distance. They ride, whatever. Right. And so I walked up to the guys playing pool. I was like, hey, I'm in the band playing upstairs. Do you know do you know how far it is to get to Seattle like time wise to Seattle? They start talking and then this dude at the bar screams at the top of his lungs, "Who gives you permission to talk to my guys?" And I was like, "What?" And I turn around and I like we're not playing for a couple hours, so like I've got on glasses. I'm literally wearing a Tom and Jerry snow cap. <laughs> Literally. It was like, 1997. Like, like yeah. I turn around and there's a guy in a suit, just like <laughs> business guy in a suit, and then this dude with long hair, clearly like part of the biker group, <laughs> starts screaming at me, and then everyone leaves the bar. Like probably about 15 people just get up and leave as he's screaming at me. I was like, dude, what is getting me? I totally think I'm going to get stabbed. <laughs> he's like, get over here. And then the guys that I asked direction or time, like they were like, "It's okay, it's okay. He's playing upstairs. They, uh, he's just trying to see how far it is to Seattle." Like I did not give you permission to talk to my, <laughs> just like screaming at me. Right. And then he keeps on doing all these references, and then the guy in this, like the random business guy in the suit, he leaves too. <laughs> so it's the bartender and three bikers and myself in all a right. very small. 
seconds. And everyone clearly left because this guy was getting angry. I was like, dude, what just happened? And uh, have you ever you know, have you heard of the Bandito Spiker Gang? No, they fight so. the the Hell's Angels. Oh, okay. They're <laughs> they're a band yeah. that fights the like Hell's like they're a major major biker gang. Right. Like right. so much so on one of the Frodo's European tours, we had a show get delayed by three hours because there was a war between the Bandidos <laughs> and the Hell's Angels, and some guy had gotten hit with a rocket launcher. Wait, uh, wait, are they a band or a, no, a biker? No, 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 Bandidos. Yes. Not like Northside Kings, yeah, no, 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 who are no, no. still undefeated. This is not apparently. E-Town Concrete. Okay, okay. No, this is like, like biker dudes. God, right. Bandidos. And like, okay. like so much so, like, like, when, like on the stretch from Austin to El Paso once, like we got pulled over by the state police, and they're like, if you are, if a group of biker guys come, we, there's really we're having a problem with the banditos in this strip. I was like, okay, and so now <laughs> I'm in this up with you and the banditos. That sounds like Peru. That's what I'm saying. It's totally weird. Story. So, so we're at this. We're, you know, I'm at this bar. This guy makes me sit on a bar stool next to him. So I'm just sitting there, kind of like a limp puppet, <laughs> terrified. At, honestly, terrified. And everyone else in the band is upstairs. So nobody knows what's going no on. No one knows That's where I am. These guys are like, he's cool. He's just trying to ask for directions. This guy's like, do you know, are you familiar with the Bandito Spiker Club? And I'm like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, they call me Bandidos Rick. And I was like, hey, man. My, you know, like, like trying to be like jovial. He's like, hey, my name is Jason Hamaker. Like, I live in D.C. And, you know, just playing a show upstairs. We're on tour. And, and, uh. He was like, they call me Banditos, Rick. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, man. I was like, what would, what would you like me to call you? Like, you know, like, trying to, to figure out what he, the deal was. And what ends up happening is he kind of is getting a kick out of frightening me. Sure. And so he then, he was like, are you familiar with the Bandito Spiker? And he was like, yeah, I've been warned. Like, I told him those stories. Like, <laughs> we had a show get postponed for hours because there was a war. He's like, we lost a couple brothers last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, it turns out this dude is the head of the Northwest chapter Ugh. for the Banditos. He's like a legit dude. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, you want to talk about power? I was like, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> Just like, I don't like, think I brought up that it's, it's, subject. It's just like I am sitting in a chair <laughs> in a nerd core, whatever the hell you want to call right. Frodus was. Right. With this bullcrap corn cover band thing going on upstairs, right? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, he pulled these guys over. He's like, would you kill for me? And they're like, whatever you want to ask, Rick. And then I got terrified and thought that they were going to hurt me. Right. Like, like legitimately. Not joking. I was like, dude, these guys are going to really screw me up. Uh, yeah. You've already seen them use rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so the bass player from Frodo's comes down because the drummer of the band is throwing up all over himself <laughs> upstairs. He's like, dude, this guy's puking on himself. They're so horrible. You got to come up. Oh, the drummer of the corn cover yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, dude. I, and he was like, "Who's this guy?" I was like, "He's, uh, he's, in, I'm in a band with him. He's, he's, we're playing upstairs." <laughs> <You> know, just, <laughs> yeah. And Nate's like, "What? What is going on?" <laughs> like, like he just walks down. I'm like, three bikers are staring at me, and the place is empty. Right. And so, and so, long story short, uh, 
the band upstairs was horrible. Our show totally freaking sucked. <laughs> but we were permitted to take photos. Like they, they searched all of our wallets and made us show them ID to make sure no one was cops or anything. Wow. And they and then they covered their faces but they held up their jackets. Get the fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like this prized moment in Frodo's history. Did, wow. Did they watch you guys play? No. No. They were downstairs. But, but the whole they time. they like I was like, hey, and like, you know, I didn't drink. I was like, hey, come upstairs, man. I'll get you a pitcher of beer or something. Come on. <laughs> and so we go upstairs and they're not, they're not letting him in. I was like, just put him on our guest list. Like, right. you don't have a guest list. I was like, Froduff should have a guest <laughs> list. <laughs> like, 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 come on. We want them to get high with Froduff. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, come on, let's do this. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't let the guys in. And I was like, I will pay for this guy. Just let this <laughs> Do guy you know in. who this is? Yeah. Like, You're not letting him in. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself to <laughs> yeah. him? Like, this, this, this bandy. Do you, you want to talk yeah. about power? Like, yeah. yeah. And so and and so I, you know, we we had them come in, we sit down. He's like, What are you drinking? I was like, I'll just have water or something. <laughs> Whatever these guys want. And it was like him. It was Banditos Rick, the crazy dude. There was a crazy dude with a blonde, like a blonde beard. Uh-huh. Named Screwy Louie. <laughs> That said that he would stab anyone in the room if Rick just pointed him out. And I was just like, dude, what is going on? It was super intense. That wow. I mean, that's an amazing story. And that's the flip side. I always talk about the promise of the West on the show. Yes. And especially places like Missoula, Montana. You know, I'm from New York. My band was from New York. So every time. What band were you in? Oxford Collapse. Yeah. And we played with... Uh, uh, decahedron yeah once which we can talk about yeah yeah yeah, 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 but, yeah so anytime that we were out going that way because we usually used to tour counterclockwise so like yeah, yeah. we'd be out in montana maybe it's like the end of the first week we're still psyched we know the expectations are going to be low like we're not expecting oh, right. a whole lot you got the promise of the west drive <laughs> exactly so it's always like this is great but that is like that seedy, methy yeah. underbelly right. of Dude, the West. I just thought of a horrible freaking show. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah, Dude, so, so it was, ah, man, I need to look at a map of Iowa. It was basically like the very, <laughs> very first Frodo's tour. And, and God, there's so many horrible stories. <laughs> <laughs> and so this would have been what, 93, 94? Yeah, this was five or six. Like first full U.S. Okay. tour, okay, and um, I think it was '95, and uh, we were at the place we were supposed to play in this. I think in Omaha called the Cog Factory. I think it was in mm -hmm. Omaha, right? And we were four hours the opposite direction, and then our next show was in Chicago or something. Yeah, so right. like we were in the met middles. Like either we go four hours the wrong way and play a show, <laughs> fine, and right. then drive eight hours. Or we just skip, don't play, and, and go hang out. So I called and was like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm in the band Frodo's. So are supposed to play tonight. And the, the guy's like, yeah, you guys could probably play. I was like, no, we're on the show. He's like, yeah. What time do you, what time do you guys want to come? I'm like, what are, what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> it sounds like that might work. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, we got a show tonight." I was like, "Aren't we on the show?" That like I was told we were on the show. Yeah. Had you had you previously booked this show? Were you guys like, booking like, the shows at this, at this like, point? You remember the band Delta Seventy Two? Yep. The yeah. keyboardist Sarah booked the tour. She was trying to do a booking agency in DC, mm -hmm. and so she booked the first tour. And our van had gone out in South in 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 Phoenix, Arizona. 
we missed the entire West Coast. Oh. It, it, it was rough justice. Like we, our show was we, we had off one full week. Uh-huh. We were supposed to play with angel hair. I was just like, oh, just like man. yeah, it was just like all this stuff, and then it's just like total fail. It yeah, was right. like the third. Like we found out we had a transmission problem the Tuesday. Day that was for like Memorial Day or something. Right. So basically, this guy looked at our van, purposely put a Ford part in the Dodge <laughs> transmission, locked it up so we could drive it around, and then it ruined. And then oh. it was the holiday, and then it was like a week later. And we stranded in yeah, Arizona in for like a week. A week. A week. Good place. Those, to those are. That's a classic tour horror story, dude. No, so I'm gonna derail. So okay. so so we went into this record store at Tempe, Arizona, called. Oh God, what was it? I don't remember what it was called, but but do you know who Matt Weeks is? Remember the band Ottawa? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Ottawa so it, Jihad split. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> dude, best record. Dude, exactly. Yeah. So Matt Weeks from Ottawa and Ordination of Aaron, and yeah. I think I think he did Council Records. Uh huh. Went to school there, and I didn't know that guy, but he has a J.R. Tolkien tattoo on his leg, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Tolkien's right. signature, and so. That dude's on a payphone. Like he's on a payphone. I was like, I was like, that guy looks familiar. Like, What's he doing in Arizona? Like I, I've never seen him. Never seen his bands or anything. And then we start talking to each other, and I was like, Oh, we're from DC. He's like, Oh, I'm from Michigan, but I'm here going to school. I was like, What's going on? He's like, Dude, I this security guard's been giving me the worst problems. So I just called America's Most Wanted. <laughs> And told them that this is one of the guys that they were looking for. I was like, what? I was like, dude, that is the craziest prank I've ever heard. And this is this on your side record. This is on your week off. No, this is on the week while you're just like, I was like, we're going to go to this record store for days. The dude from Ottawa, calling America's most wanted. It was amazing. That's incredible. So our van gets refixed. We drive from there straight to Rapid City, South Dakota. And then from there was this. So we're in the middle. And so we end up driving to this show, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, dude, this is awesome. It's in like some totally hood part of Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> and uh, we get there, and there's like a liquor store with, no joke, three or four people fist fighting in, in front of it. <laughs> and then we go in, and this guy's like really into like metalworking and machinery and stuff. <laughs> and so it's like it's the cog factory. So there's like stuff all over the place. Right. Like, hey, this is Jason. I called earlier. He's like, who did you talk to? It's like, please. <laughs> I was like, dude, I just drove four hours in the wrong direction. He's like, you guys could play at 7, which oh. was in 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. Or at 1.30 in the morning. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, God, what a waste. And so I go outside livid and then nervous because there's this fight happening. <laughs> right. And then... I was just like, dude, I don't know what to do. And some kid comes up to me. He's like, I know of a show you guys could play. And I was like, what's that? He's like, it's this high school graduation show. <laughs> I was just like, let me, let me talk to the guys. <laughs> and just, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's our high school graduation. It's like, like, I was like, is it like a show or is it the graduation? He's like, it's the party. I was like, okay, well, let me talk. And, and, and I'm still thinking it's like... If we graduated high school and we threw a you know punk show, yeah, or something. sure. Nope, it was at like at some center with everyone's parents. Oh, 
And it like like we we roll in, and I'm like I was like, well, dude, whatever. At least we get to play, right? right. Like you decide we, this is the better option. Yeah, yeah. This than is like option, option perfect crowd for Frodoff. Now, <laughs> now on that actual show in Omaha, were there cool bands? Or was it no. just like it was just a local just like whatever, a, like yeah. BLDs, big local yeah. draws. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like like the. People ask if you were on tour regionally. Like, yeah. you, you know, like, <laughs> that's right. Sadly, like, no. So you, okay, so, so you come, you go to so, this so weird So we go to this center. thing, and I was like, dude, who do I talk to? So I just start setting up my drums in this total high school dude. It's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just setting up my stuff. Why? I was like, uh, I was told we can come play the show. He's like, they didn't talk to me. I was like, dude, let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> We've had a pretty rough first tour. Someone said that we can play. We are going to set up. We are going to play. You can deal with it. <laughs> I'm on tour. You're graduating high school. I don't care. This is a high school kid. This is not like yeah, a just some kid, some high school band. Okay. Some dude. They're just like, dude. I don't care. I don't care who you are, where you come from. Get your stupid van and leave my party. You know. And so, <laughs> so, so we. Some ska band plays, of course. You know, some ska band plays, and then the Skaglodites show. <laughs> you know, and then we set stuff up on stage. I'm like, whoa, these you know, who, who are these professionals that are coming and setting up instruments? You know, and 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 at that point, I think I had a goatee, and and <laughs> our guitarist show. We had like the big coat. It looked like a Weezer member. You know, yeah. it was yeah. like like these guys don't go to our high school, right? And and because if I remember, to, especially when Frodo shows up, you're just like, if you don't know him, you're like, what the fuck is coming out of these three guys? And and also, confusing. <laughs> how old are you at the, at this point? How many years removed from high school are you guys? Not that far. I was like 19, maybe. Oh, okay, 18 or 19. So we start we start playing, and everyone just goes crazy. <laughs> it turned out to be rad, <laughs> and it was like you know we're on like these guys are on tour. The parents do like. If it was a Protestant church, a love offering. You know, right. like they like take up money. They give wow. us all the concessions. So it was such a weird show. Like there's and there's a handful of things in my life where it's like it's so bizarre that I can't yeah. really remember if it was as weird as I thought. Mm-hmm. So when Decahedron started touring, our first tour was engine down the statistics from Omaha. Yeah. That was some of their. Sh- that was they were there. Oh really? <laughs> some of those dudes were there, and I think maybe that guy from Bright Eyes was there. Oh really? They're like, yeah, that was our high school. I was like, you were at the weird show where we played and got like pretzels and stuff. And I'm assuming that, that like, show was like that Sex Pistols game <laughs> that started turn, all of Manchester. There were actually only 40 people there, but 800 claimed <laughs> to have been there. Like, you talk to anybody yeah, just like the in refugee. Omaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you sh- you're playing this high school thing, but it's not like the kids know who you are. It's just you're, no one knows you're making right. loud music and yeah, they're yeah, reacting like, to like, it. You know, we would freak out like yeah. we normally would, and people were just like, we're not expecting it. And just like, yeah. I guess like just... Sheer energy level got people hyped. You know, the five-year-olds are dancing, and the grandparents are like, "Oh, this is interesting." Well, there's something, there's something refreshing like, ah. that's you know completely devoid of like scene politics. It's just, it's just a, uh, an immediate reaction to like loud music. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a good time, right? You know, and and w- no posturing. We're, like we're not, we were never, and still aren't, like not confrontational or, or arrogant about anything. Just like right. show up and like, I used to just scream AOL all the time. <laughs> 
or like just like weird computer stuff and just right. like bum people out. I, I do remember the first time I saw you guys, I was again, like I said before, I was just like, what is going on? Because my old band, uh, we played together with at Tin Can Full of Dreams Fest. I think was the first Dude. time we played together. Yeah. It was my old band's All I Ask slash show. We like broke was up it? after that. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember you guys play, and like that was that was around the time you were doing the megaphone thing. Yeah, yeah, we said uh, like there's yeah. like someone posted a, a picture not long ago. It's Kurt Ballou from Converge. Just oh, sit, really? Just sitting in a chair with the megaphone over his entire face. It's like right. <laughs> yeah, because for the listener, at that point you would, like halfway through the set or towards the end you would set up like two chairs, <laughs> and then Shelby the singer would like scream. At the what they break, it was like Marina Marina uh, Abramovich, yeah. like the <laughs> like the performance yeah. artist, like you just scream in their face. Well, I remember, uh, but I remember, and I yeah. just remember, like like I was all emotional because we had like <laughs> broken up, and I was like, what is going on? But I was also so confused because at that time, like no one wore anything like really metal at shows and right. you were walking around in an emperor long sleeve <laughs> i was like who the fuck is this guy and then later like we became like friends down the line it all comes like, full it circle. was just like what is going but on i remember speaking of of weird kind of stage antics the show that oxford collapse played with decahedron was um at northeastern university outside um, oh, dude, totally right, and it was not in, in, in Boston, right? Yeah, uh, it was outside in Super yeah. System. Yes, and, uh, and not Fallout Countdown. I was just thinking about them <laughs> actually before on um, earlier today because we played a bunch of shows with them. They were kind of like the, one of the DC bands that we connected yeah. with, and I was like, whatever happened to the Fallout Countdown? Guys? Dude, I'll tell you. Do you know how I met those guys? It was insane. I don't know. Like every th- every story is crazy. <laughs> right. So do you remember? Oh God, what did they call someone? No. Panther United UK 13. Yes. Like, mm. one of the guys in that band, they did, like, I went to some show. This is this is right around the time Combat, or you guys yeah. did your last. We did we our did last, last weekend. Run. Yeah, because yeah, we did, he was, you were playing with Combat, Combat yeah. Wounded Veteran, and Orchid, we did, yeah. booked our last weekend of shows, and Combat yeah. uh, came along. There was a Combat Wounded Veteran, like side project on the show that we play with you guys, the Holy Mountain. If I, if I, side if I'm, project being like a right? big band, or like was that they became big... semi like people yeah, really yeah, love right? Holy Mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm laughing because oh, just, well, just just before you go into that Fallout Countdown thing, the the weird stage. I remember when you guys played, the guitar player sat in this enormous chair <laughs> outside. Right? Yeah. That was right. It was like one of those huge kind of '70s wicker like. <laughs> Bowl chairs, yeah, yeah, and he just sat in it and played the whole. Like, it was, so it was outside. It was just like so weird. It was, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was like us, Super System, yeah, you guys, Holy Mountain, yeah, and then Fallout Countdown, and Ponch it was just from Combat Spam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Ponch, he's he's like the weird social guy mm-hmm. from from Combat, like just like like amazing dude, and would just. Like he got arrested for like stealing like woo wear once, <laughs> just like really, just like really into like public and just like yeah. you know, just but like pretty rad. Yeah, you know. When I first like, I was I get weirded out by him, like because <laughs> yeah. we stayed at the combat wooden veteran house and it was like Norris and Poncho and like. <laughs> He he was working some weird like night shift job, and he had just gotten off. Was he installing and a, cable and yeah, stuff? I think so. And yeah, he like yeah. immediately was looking at like he got home and within two seconds had 
been psyched because the entombed black juju tenant had showed up. <laughs> Which is the worst entombed. Yeah, right. yeah, that, that's like the nadir. And then of... just sat there for a long time reading the Blackest Heart Media catalog, <laughs> which was a distro that distributed exploitation movies before it was hard, like when they were harder to get. It was like, oh, they got a copy of uh, Dr. Butcher MD that you could get. And they're like, like everyone's like, oh, that's awesome. And, but, okay, so wait, I want to hear the end of this. The, f- the Fallout Countdown were this great, like, kind of like spazzy but, but poppy uh band who just like yeah ne- i guess never really got their due but so how did you meet these guys them. so so there's like like they're, they're all genius dudes right like they all went to like the crazy gifted and talented i remember them being, being pretty stuff. young at that if we were in our mid-20s they were like early yeah, yeah, yeah. 20s. they like one of the dudes went to northwest zach i think went to uh, yeah. northwest oh, he, yeah, he, yeah, and he zach. was like oh dude i got his college money come on yeah. like yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah. oh he probably put the show together yeah, he did the show ah, and okay. so holy mountain was just like hey i'm doing a new band we should play some shows i was like <laughs> yeah let's do it you know so it was just like this weird and then the super system guys were also it was just like this just like Let's just play. It's like I think it started literally at like noon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was an on all like day, like one of those weird of like Northwestern college yeah. sort of festivaly. Love those things where like students would just kind of like just like, you just like walk by. Yeah, and yeah. Just, like Land no one shrug. cares. Yeah, nope. yeah. Just like hey, dude, you're throwing yeah. frisbee. Yeah, and there was like this weird huge chair. Remember? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, you know, screw this. This place, this, like no one cares. I'm sitting down in the huge chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's how you met. So you met him through. No. That. So Zach. Yeah. So this band, I don't remember what they were called, was playing this weird little place in Arlington, right outside of DC, called the General Lee Grill or Little mm-hmm. Lee Grill or something. And and a grill of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bill, the drummer for Discount, and I lived together. And he was like, "Oh, there's a bunch of friends from Florida. We should go hang out." And so. I walked in and Fallout Countdown was playing. I never heard of him or seen him or whatever. And Zach reminded me a little bit of Shelby, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're hanging out with these this Florida band, and then there's there was some like emo band. I don't know what they were called on on uh, EVR played, and then there was this total random skinhead and his girlfriend <laughs> at the show, right? And I was like, <laughs> like not cool and any like not in a hipster not cool just like as human beings you are not a nice person right so and this this is the last fist fight i got into (laughs) you know and so and it was with his girlfriend oh (laughs) yeah intense so so what's happening is and there was like a like a punk punk band like mohawks band Mm, some dude that i went to high school with that i hadn't seen since high school and uh, the next day, I was starting my first real job uh-huh. as an administrative assistant to a former colonel of like the <laughs> army reserves. It was like everything was just weird. It's like yeah. a weird time, yeah. you know. <laughs> like we adjust, yeah. And so we're at this show. We're kind of talking with some of these like Florida dudes outside, and we see the. I'm gonna just call them the emo band. Mm-hmm. Getting a 15 passenger van and trailer, and then leave. And the skinhead and his girlfriend start running after their van, <laughs> screaming, come back here, faggots. I was like, what? <laughs> and I'll never get this. Like, I thought it was a joke because right. like, the guy's hat was like on the back of his head. He had like suspenders and the yeah. docks and just kind of like <laughs> running slow, but after a car. Right. 
And then one of the guys in the band was like, run, Forrest, run! <laughs> you know, and then he comes back over, and there's like 10 of us. Right. And gets in the middle of everyone, and was like, who's got a problem? We're like, dude, come on. <laughs> no one's got a problem. You're chasing a van. That's funny. Yes. He's like, who wants some? Who? It's like, dude, no one wants anything. Uh. <laughs> no one wants it. Like, like, let's just dissipate. And, like, I'm trying to, like, calm it. Right. The lonely skinhead. Yeah, you're and trying they, to rationalize with yeah, a completely and they, irrational and, skinhead. And, and, and earlier, he had pulled one of the guys from the Florida band off of a bar stool and threw him on the ground. And he was just like, whatever, <sighs> dude. You're drunk. I'm out. Like, right. I don't want to deal with this. And then this guy from Panthro is, like, a brown belt in jujitsu. <laughs> He's, like, ultra legit. Right. And... He's not in the conversation, but he turns around. He's like, what is going on? And the skinhead punches him in the face. Jeez. Just like, wham! Immediately, immediately, Jimmy puts him, I think his name was Jimmy, in something called a blood choke, <laughs> which cuts blood to your, and oxygen in your brain and just drops the dude to the ground and is like constricting him. Right. The girl gets crazy, his girlfriend, and rakes him across the face and takes a chunk out of his nose. So this dude's on the ground bleeding out of his nose, and the girlfriend's kicking him. So I pick her up, and she's not light either. She's like my size, maybe like thicker than me. I pick her up and pull her off to the side. I'm like, look, no one wants to fight. Guys just need to mellow out. Look, you're making him bleed, whatever. And then in the background, I just hear Bill Nesper screaming, you're going to kill him. Let go. Let go. And then this chick starts to bite me. Jesus. And I was like, I was like, come on. Like she's like, like stomping on my feet and stuff. Like hard. Like right. being violent. Not like trying to hurt you. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, come on, just just stop doing this. And she bites me, and then she draws blood on my wrist. <laughs> and then and then and then. I lose my temperature. Uh, temperature. I, lose <laughs> I definitely lost well, your temperature. temperature. Went through the roof there, yeah. And oh. then, and then I let go, and I hit her, and she fell to the ground. Right. Boom. I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> and right when that happened, the skinhead was let go. So he's on the ground, Ugh. losing consciousness, and he his <laughs> he sees me punch his girlfriend to the <laughs> to the ground. And he gets up enraged and starts chasing me. Oh. I was just like, dude, I am not trying to do any of this. This is like a 15, 20 minute fight right. that ends with him leaving and coming back with his hand behind his back. I was like, dude, this guy's got a gun. This sucks. Right. <laughs> this is, ends perfectly for a skinhead story. Right. It's Mace. He takes out Mace. He's walking into his own Mace cloud. <laughs> He's like trying to mace these dudes from Florida, walking through it and like whatever. And then these guys in Florida have snapped. All these little sinewy guys, they are working this dude, like hitting him so many times in the face. And then there was one where you just hear this, wham, hit him right in the eye. And it was so loud, everyone went quiet. And the guy was like, that's it, I'm done. And I was like, you're not done (laughs) at all. You're macing dudes? Like, like... No, finish this. <laughs> like, like, just like, oh. like, I mean, not like kill the guy, right, but I was right. just like, like, yeah. now, now because you're hurt after you've <laughs> right. injured how many people tonight? Like, now it's okay to stop? 
that. And then the yeah. next day, I started this job. I went in with like this huge <laughs> freaking blood te- like right. teeth mark like on my wrist. <laughs> Trying to be a real person. Yeah, just like, oh, I am. <laughs> that is insane. incredible. And you, you, got, you guys were not playing. You just went to the show. I just show, went to go like. meet these guys. And Bill was like, yeah, my friends are at the show. And so that's where I met Zach. <laughs> that sounds so, like So Zach comes out like I'm getting chased around the parking lot. <laughs> And then the whole thing kind of dies down, and he was like, "Hey, what's going on?" I was like, "Yeah, you, uh, you reminded me of a, you know, guys to be in a band with." Not thinking that any of these people knew who Frodus yeah. or anything. He's right. like, "I love Frodus." Uh. I was like, "Oh, I was in, I, I play drums." Yeah. He's like, "What?" And then, uh, but now Zach is a head editor at Huffington Post. He is. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Interesting. Who yeah. knew? And to think he was a little skinhead at one point. Now that's that's, <laughs> that's we're conflating there. Uh, but that that brings up an interesting point. So. You know, Frodus, which sort of has like a legacy these days. Which, you know, yeah. you might, you might, you might say people <laughs> yeah. look back fondly on that band. You yeah, know, yeah, enough yeah. time yeah. has passed. Um, but it, it was, and it was also the case where you guys put out this last record, and then people kind of said that, yeah. okay, this is this is the record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's your mindset? Because a lot of stuff was going on around that time, right? Oh, yeah. Had you guys essentially broken up and then the record came out yes so like what i mean how do you feel looking back on like did you did you do you feel like you never got a chance to capitalize on that last record or what's happened you know I, how do you look I back on go it? that far, like like i wouldn't use the term capitalize but it was like it happened in 99 and mm-hmm. so 98 we worked our asses off like right. you know like we toured a ton and uh you know we did Two tours with Refuse. That freaking fell apart. Like right. We were supposed to do this world tour. It was like they were in charge of Scandinavia. I was in charge of the U.S. And then we were going to do Japan and Australia New Zealand. And then we were just like, you know, we're going home. <sighs> and so you know, that falls apart. And then our van fell apart. The first song off that weapons record, there's this line where Shelby screams, our vans die. I don't care. (laughs) You know, we had the the refuse broke up and goes home. I had flown to Detroit to get them the Jihad van. Right. Right. To bring it back. Always comes back to Jihad. And uh, and drove it. Like, I took a plane. I took a train. This whole thing. And then drove the van back. and, and, And so, like, we're at home. Like... With this, with the refused van parked at my house, right, and we go to Boston, and our van's transmission blows, and so it was like we have to salvage it, right, and so we drive from Boston back to DC at twenty five miles an hour, then oh. get in the get How many on a hours plane, is that? twelve hours, Dude, just like yeah. horrible, oh. then get on a plane and and fly to the West Coast to finish what little stuff we could do, right. But like it, to be honest, like you know, like my like so the circumstances around what happened were, we toured and toured and toured, and then everyone was just kind of beat, and yep. we just took a breather. And then, as always, like you spend so much time in the van, like everyone just started to kind of like, it wasn't like we weren't getting along, but we weren't communicating well. Like yeah. like there was a very pinnacle thing where. Our bass player lived at a house on 14th Street, so it was like then it was like 14th Nate, Street in New York. No, sorry, 14th DC. Okay, 13th is what I meant to say, and uh, like a bunch of music dudes in the house. So it was like the the guitarist singer from Assoc, Steve Heritage, lived there. He had moved mm-hmm. to DC, so it was like Steve, and then 
some of the guys from Good Clean Fun, mm-hmm. Mike from Darkest Hour, and Nate. So, the, so they wanted to do this show was let's do like friend show, which right. is like Darkest Hour, Good Clean Fun, and, and Frodus. And Shelby didn't want to do it. He's like, I don't want to play with a bunch of hardcore bands. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. What do you mean? Right. Like, that's all we've done. Right. Like, yeah. We played with a bunch of other stuff too, but like, what's the problem? So it was like one of these the things. The classic statement of, like, so, oh, this band's that, about to break up. That's also, <laughs> yeah, you know? That was also right around the time, just to interject that. You know, at least for me, ninety eight. You know, yeah, this is well, I starting getting out of hardcore. You know, I was I yeah, was in college yeah. then, so that's when like you know, thrill jockey was huge. Toward <laughs> it. Like everybody was moving from hardcore to like yeah, pretentious, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, jazz stuff. So it wasn't cool. That was kind of precisely when it didn't. When when right. at least I thought it didn't. It stopped being cool. But like for like for him, it was it was it wasn't real. Like in hindsight, it wasn't like he didn't want to play with those guys. He didn't want to play hardcore. He just didn't want to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, I will play forever. Right. right. <laughs> Wherever. Right. I just, let's do a show here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, whatever. Right. And so they, there was like this internal thing of like, you are always booking us all the time. Let's just mellow out. And then we were, we started to, you know, we were on Tooth and Nail. And we were leaving the label. Like, when we, when we joined Tooth and Nail, it was going to be, yes, it was a Christian label, but they were kind of expanding it. Mm-hmm. Coalesce was this close to being on Tooth and Nail. That makes sense. Before, huh. they, yeah. did, before they did relapse. Right. So it was going to be us, Coalesce, Stretch Armstrong, Roadside Monument kind of straddle right. the fence. Page of the line. It was like, there was like yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then the guy that was doing that, James Morelos, who actually lives here, mm-hmm. does this label Made in Mexico and is like a hairstylist oh. somewhere in Brooklyn. Weird. Um, <laughs> I know Made in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Like James left and started that and like a bunch, it was just like a weird time. Right. Then they signed like a Christian swing band and I was oh. like, <laughs> we... Uh, but so it did start off as a Christian label. I was always, I always wondered no, what Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It started yeah. off yeah. as a Christian label. Yeah. And then, you know, they did really well with a bunch of stuff and then... We were just like an art, like lack of a better term, like an art project right. mm-hmm. for them. And I mean, it was actually an amazing, it was like one of the best label experiences I've ever had. It was like, what if we press 10,000 flexies and put them in zines all over the earth? Like, <laughs> which zines? And then I was like, here's the list. Yeah. And wow. of course, they never got mailed. You know? Like, <laughs> sure. One was in yeah. Muddle. You remember Muddle? Oh, yep. of course. That With was Dave. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that was a great, what was his band called? Something Farm? Not iPhone. Not well, iPhone. No, Dave's uh, name was Thirsty. Thirsty, who I saw at the Wetlands, who were amazing. Yeah, they were like one of the best pop, like kind of first raw pop show punk we ever, ever played outside of Washington D.C. was with Thirsty. Oh, really? You know Brian Montori? Oh yes, yes. dude. Our yes. second show we played in Brian's backyard. It was Thirsty and uh, us. This band Puggle. Mm-hmm. Sour grapes or something. This is this is nineteen. This is nineteen ninety four. And Corm from DC. That's yeah. like the title yeah, yeah. tracks and all those dudes. Brian Montori of Psychic Limb and yeah, yeah. was uh, yeah. Dillinger Escape Plans like lighting. Yeah, guy yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah. I met Brian then. We've been friends ever since. All right. He did all the Regents artwork. Mm-hmm. Oh. But um, so we play a Brian's backyard, and it was like this weird like it was like a Make a Wish Foundation thing. There's like celebrity biker chef named Biker Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that had been on, that had been on like Letterman for like spicy cooking. Seriously, so, so it's like everything that Furnace did was usually kind of weird, right? I mean, so we're it, in yeah. Brian's backyard, and yeah. this biker dude, right. It's like, hey, here's Frodo from Washington D.C. Biker Billy, pick up the book. And we're like, what? <laughs> I feel like that actually can. I mean, to some, like, I mean, like you said, like everything Furnace did was weird, but and like. 
and and it kind of in some ways goes along with like even all these stories like do you seek this like have no. you always sought, sought, it, sought out, it out this yeah like, it was just like like and it's like i i talk about this all the time i will get the most lewd inappropriate <laughs> Totally random stranger sex questions. Uh huh. And I think it's just because I'm willing to talk to people. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, th- whatever vibe that is. Right. Like, I, like in Syria, total regime, <laughs> I would get hit on all the time. Right. I'm, I'm not just thinking, like, what is, like, I am a married man. Like, right. What about you makes you think I'm hooking up with you right, right now? <laughs> like, and it's not like. Is this from men or women? Yeah. Okay. All men. Yeah. All intense. <laughs> right. Like, like none of it's subtle. It's like it's crazy, right? And so like, you're an affable man. There's, like, a, there's a vibe that comes off. <laughs> nothing comes off of me of like I should go up and talk to this angry guy. Like, but like uh, he's cool. The banditos. He knows bandito Rick. I mean, when I pulled up to this <laughs> I mean, apartment, what makes you were the, outside talking to your neighbor, my landlord, Mike's neighbor. No, it's someone else. Oh. A guy from another building. And I was like, is this the guy from Guar that you drove up with? I'm like, no, he's introducing me to some guy that just like lives next door to you, that, Mike, for I some mean, reason. But, but, but I guess my, like the thing that is weird. It's like, like, but where's the line where it's like, this guy is going to go with me to the bathroom? Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. what happens? There, there's, uh, there's, a, there are a lot of things going on here, but just, just, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we, I, this is what's great about this. We just splattered like, because we still we haven't talked about any of the stuff that you're doing now, oh, so, which is so, interesting. So to get back to you about the weapons, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll circle oh, right, it right. back yeah. before we get about hooking up with like Latino dudes <laughs> and Tatino's Pizza. That's a real yeah. story. Um, <laughs> is you know I had a girlfriend that got diagnosed. Do you guys know this? Mm. Like, so well, the listener may not know. Yeah. Okay. So so in '99, I had a girlfriend that got diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main reasons for Otis ended. Right. Like, right. 10 months, diagnosis to funeral. Like the song 699 on the record is about... So in the course of one week, have you ever heard of the the Scottish band Ganger? No. They were were like associates and kind of similar to Mogwai, like same crew. Yeah. Nathan from Frotus went to school in uh, Glasgow. Okay. And so he had gone and was in Ganger for that. He was dating some girl... So he, so we kind of did this little in, in the summer of '99. Nathan went to to Glasgow for the summer to play with Ganger, and then Shelby's father got in a car accident, went half paralyzed. Oh, and then I don't remember which was first, but then three days later, my girlfriend was diagnosed with cancer. Right, like terminal. Oh, right, and so it was just like it was heavy. We were getting ready to to do this record, right. and then we were doing it with Brian McTurnan. Which is, you know, a bandmate of mine, and you know, we were super. It was just, it was just we, like everything was just really heavy. And then she died. I tried doing the combat una veteran stuff, and it was just like I just had to to bail. And that's right. when I went to Peru. Okay. So like I started like traveling for the first time in my life. Right. Like by myself, I can't speak another language, and then just kind of bailed on right. music. Like I at mean, one, which is understandable. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. it's a, that to uh, that would be the situation to make you reevaluate. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I want to do something else. Yeah, yeah like, like it was like it was it, it, it was one day. It happened all in one day. Right. Like, Frodo's was talking about leaving tooth and nail. So actually, we had a dis- was it was having a five or six week discussion with Sub Pop about right. having the record come out on Sub Pop. Mm-hmm. And then you remember the label Slow Dime? Yeah. 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 So it was like the Slow Dime guys with you know DC dudes were like, hey, do you want to do the record with us? And I was like, 
I'm talking to Sub Pop, but then if we don't do that, like Sub Pop, since they had some like Mercury or Hollywood records, it, it was it was Warner Brothers. But do you yeah. remember who you were? I mean, this would have been '99. We were on Sub Pop, but in like uh, oh Meg. six. She booked the Velvet Elvis, pink hair. Oh Meg, I don't know if she was. The, I mean, by that point, uh, they Sub Pop had a lot of money from from the major yeah. label deal, so they had like fifty employees. Yeah, and, um, and, and and they had all these definitions of like what incorporated like a full tour, yeah, and yeah. all this kind of stuff, and it was like minimal. It was like they figured full time touring was like one three week tour in the U.S. and one three week <laughs> tour in Europe. I was like, we just did three months. Right. Like that's totally fine. Right. Yeah. And so. And and at the time I worked for Furnace, you know, Furnace mm-hmm. Manufacturing. Like I worked there and, and with with those guys and my girlfriend was just getting sicker and sicker and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, like I had this big talk with my parents. I was like, I don't think I can work anymore right. knowing that she's just getting worse. I was like, would it be okay if I quit? Right. So I hadn't quit yet. It was December, I think it was December twenty eighth of ninety nine. So we had this big band meeting and I was going to go talk to them like we got sub pop and slow dime and this and that and then they were just like we just want to break up right I was like what so you what? wanted to you wanted to keep it go- like yeah, you, yeah yeah you yeah, were yeah. Like-, like I was like what, what are you talking I was like why don't we take a break like they were like you're going to book shows forever you should just concentrate on getting Alana better I was like right. no I get that but like do we have to end it like does that have to be officially over like yeah, yeah we don't want to do it I was like okay and then I go home to call Alana and she is in tears because she has started to feel what's happening for the first time. Yeah. This is all within 12 hours. Like, no job, no band. And then the demise started, yeah. like, all on the wow. same day. You know? And it was super, so it was super intense. And then uh, at the time, is right when Converge was going to do Jane Doe. And uh, they asked if I would want to come to Converge, too. Oh. And, uh, and, it wasn't like come be in the band. It was like, do you want to come try? I was like, me and I think it was like Brent from Mastodon, when right. the two guys they were talking to at the time or something. Right. And and we were actually going to cancer treatments in Boston at Dana Farber, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which ropes into Upright Citizens Brigade in a second. Because uh-huh. um, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but so but like like uh, Jake and Kurt called and were like, hey, what do you think about trying to do this converge thing? And I was like. Here's what I've got going on. I was like, you know, if if she dies, I'm in for doing it. You right. Know? It was just like totally like so. But it was so just more, like yeah. yeah but yeah. it was just like That's the reality of the like, situation. Like I like because it involved me moving. I was like, if she's right. if she's still sick for a while, like I, I'm going to stay in DC. And they were just like, dude, we can't even handle this. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Sure. Let's figure this out later. Right. And this is going to rope back into my coming back to music. But on that. Dana, on that trip, I rented a car, uh-huh. and Amy Poehler was still at Upright Citizens Brigade, right. and she was railing on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. saying like, "I will never do anything." Like, <laughs> like, like it was funny because like right. I never like I loved the show, right, right. And I was like, "Dude, these people are so funny," but it was just funny. I was like, "Yeah," and then I didn't even know there was the Upright Citizens Brigade. A troop, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, building the, the conglomerate that we are. Now. Oh, you must yeah. have what you saw like the tour company in no, no, Boston. I just heard, I just heard, oh, an heard inter- I just heard okay. an interview yeah. with okay. her. I was like, oh, well, this is the girl on that show with ass pennies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, it's my first day of every sketch <laughs> class. I show ass pennies, so. yeah, but 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 it was, it was, I mean, it was just freaking intense. Yeah, and yeah. Then the guy I'm staying with tonight, we were at the hospital. 
and she it was like within two days of, of her dying and he comes up to me and was like dude when this is all done we're going to South America I was like I haven't worked in months <laughs> I don't have any money right and his girlfriend was Chilean and was going to school there so she was upset she couldn't come and she was kind of caught in South America he was like we are going to go so what ended up happening was my dad and Alana's father gave me money to go to to Santiago mm-hmm. like everything else it got really intense there so right. we're in Santiago we had this thing we we're going to go to Peru for a, a week and come back and go to Brazil for a week and then a flood happens straight out of the Bible straight out of CNN it wow. was like multi millions of dollars in damage to Santiago and shut the airport down so we couldn't go we we're just stuck Wow. And I was at some, like, she went to school there. She was like, oh, this is when I was vegetarian. She's like, there's some vegetarian place right. that you can get, like, vegetarian empanadas or something. I don't even know what an empanada is. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Let's go. Yeah. So we're in there, and this kind of hardcore-looking dude is kind of looking at me. And I was like, dude, this guy is going to fight us. <laughs> like, I just think, I just was like, this guy's going to jump. And he walks over me in, like, really broken English. He's like, were you in battery? It's like, excuse me? <laughs> what? And then Ken, my, my friend Ken was like, what is going on? He's like, I don't know. I'm really far away from home. And, and, and I ended up Wait, hanging out. Wait, is it Ken from battery? No, no, I can't okay. Ken I was just like, <laughs> Ken Older was there. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it was a guy named Ken Hirsch. Yeah. But, um, long, like, to, to, to summarize, I ended up meeting these hardcore dudes. Mm-hmm. They covered Go Back to the Gym, Battery Song. I played with them. Oh, I, really? I was like, dude, you, they're like, I was like, you cover Battery Song? Like, you, do you guys have shows? I was like, I want to go to a show. <laughs> so, but, so it's, wow. I mean, all of this serious stuff happens. Are you, Going through this in your mind, like, well, I'm just going to not do music for a while. No, no, or no, you're just like, no, this is it, it over. Was, if something no, else happens, it was, it was, you know, spending like, like I, I started touring pretty young, like yeah. pretty full time, and it was like the discovering traveling and not having to be at some club, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And then for me, on a per, on a completely personal level, it was like I've never done anything by myself, right? Now, ever. Right. I'm like, like I'm the opposite of a loner. You know right. what I mean? Like, 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 and so what, what was interesting was going and doing this stuff that like kind of, f- kind of figured out who mm-hmm. I was or whatever. And then, um, started playing. And then Shelby was like, this is maybe like a year later. I was like, do you want to jam? I was like, dude, you want <laughs> What? You wanted to break up. And right. then, and then, and then it turned into decahedron. Right. He's like, Joe Lolly's interested in jamming. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> it was like, everything was just crazy. You right. know? I was like, super nervous. I was working in a frame shop. Right. And I was like, I'm going to jam with a dude from Fugazi? Right. So I'm like in the basement listening to like Repeater and Refused. <laughs> just like make it like, hoping I'm not embarrassing myself. Right. You know? And then it was rad. And then we ended up, you know, doing a band or whatever. Man. That's crazy. I mean, I think it also seems like, in a weird way, I don't know. In a weird way, it seems like you actually embrace to go back to UCB, but the whole like yes and philosophy of like improv, like it seems like you just yeah, kind of like yeah. that's why. I mean, it, it seems Dude, like that's one of the reasons you just kind of like all right, like, yeah. Every, everything I've up. done, every, every, someone's like, "Dude, how did you tour with Refuse?" I'm, right. I called and asked. That right. is it. Yeah. yeah. How did you go to Syria? I asked. Right. 
Well, let's talk about that just for a while because we're the time is is, is of the essence <laughs> here. Uh, so, but so you said so you started doing stuff on your own, and since then, yeah, uh, you've been you traveling internationally, going to Syria, record doing these field recordings, yeah, and and. It, it basically yeah. the like the the thing is cultural preservation mm-hmm. like there's really really minute not minute but like small enclaves of religious history that just kind of have gone unnoticed that i totally lucked into mm-hmm. right so it's in it started off recording the world's oldest christian music and that's with this for the syrian orthodox church and it's the bridge between when Jews started to change their their definitions of themselves. Like mm-hmm. if you believed in Jesus, you were still a Jew, mm-hmm. and then they started calling themselves Christians. It's mm-hmm. like the bridge between the two. Right. So it's like the melodies go back to 190. Wow, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. To the ancient city of Edessa that was named by Alexander the Great. Right. You know, uh, back then it was Syria. Now it's Turkey. Right. Urfa, Turkey. Right. Right. And so, like, like. It, yeah, same thing. It was just like I was. This all started like decahedron broke up, and the next day I was at a friend's house, Bill from Discount, and mm-hmm. and and we were discussing like what we could do, and it was like let's do this orchestra of musicians. Like let's just do something like the Iceburn Collective. What? The, <laughs> like the Iceburn? Like, like if it was Iceburns times twelve, <laughs> yeah, like like fifteen drum sets, right. just like an orchestra size uh-huh. thing, right. With rock guys, right? No keyboards. Well, maybe keyboards. I don't remember. And 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 so we were like, let's just come up with some kind of chant or something mm-hmm. to. And so we kind of gave each other homework. And then Bill called me. He's like, dude, I found these rad chants from Serbia. It's like Syria, amazing. Uh huh. And he's like, no, 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 Serbia. And there's this part in D.C. by the zoo, and, and I went through and lost reception. And then it just sp- sparked all this memory of this book and this whole thing. It's like a complete fluke. I was like, dude, remember that book where the the guy was traveling, went to this monastery in the desert. It's like the world's oldest Christian music. He's like, I'm talking about Serbia, man. <laughs> I was like, forget that. I was like, remember, remember. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I tracked down the author of this book. His name's William Darrymple, And I put a false little internet thing. Uh-huh. It was like possible speaking engagement in Washington. Because I figured either he would read it, or his agent would read it, or sure. someone would read it. And I was like, I'm a musician. These are the bands I've been in. You can search me, whatever. Right. I want to record some music to this stuff you wrote about. And then never expect to hear from the guy. Like, the guy writes for like Lonely Planet, and he, mm-hmm. he's kind mm-hmm. of a, he's from England. He's like a renowned author. And like four hours later, he's like, hey, great idea. Uh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> he, he was like, unfortunately, I don't have any recordings for you to listen to. This is how you get to the church once you get to Syria. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to Syria. <laughs> so then, so then he's like, it's not a monastery in the desert. It's a church in the world's oldest city, and it's huge. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, it's a Syrian Orthodox church. Three years prior, I had gone on tour with International Noise Conspiracy uh-huh. to just sell shirts and they played Coachella. And we had three weeks off. So I flew into deep eastern Turkey by myself, rented a car, and just drove basically 3,000 miles, like the border of Syria, oh, Iran, awesome. Iraq, and photographed everything in my path. And the Syrian Orthodox Church, they speak Aramaic. They daily speak 
that you know right. Jesus language. It's called Syriac, the mm-hmm. northern dialect. And I was like, dude, I got to hear what this stuff sounds like. <laughs> so I found, like, I went to one of the monasteries built in like three thirty or something with a drive like Jehu shirt on. <laughs> like I go and knock up. It's like it's like a blown up car, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's where like you know I'm I'm totally ignorant, and I had not read this book at this point. I was right. just like I'm just up for an adventure, right? And I you know it was it was heavy duty, you know, yeah. and like. I knock on this huge ancient door and it opens and you're like, who can we help you? Like younger kid says in English. And I was like, yeah, I heard you guys speak Aramaic. <laughs> it's like, do you want a tour? It's like, yeah, I'd love a tour. And so he goes in and, and <laughs> you showing me the place. And uh, this is right. Like the black, like decahedron started off as called the black sea. Right. I remember that. And so I was like, dude, what if I got this guy to trans like, to write the Black Sea in Aramaic for the band. Because we had just decided, like, two days before that we were going to call call it... Like, you guys, are you guys familiar with Job, Book of Job? Uh, aware. Old, aware. Old Testament. Yeah. To Jews, the only testament. Yeah. <laughs> to, to side two, the old... You know. <laughs> but um, I went to Job's tomb, uh-huh. according to Islamic faith, and was, like, driving on the Mesopotamian plains and was just like, okay... I think I'm going to be the man with dude from Fugazi. It's like the sun sets, and literally there was a hawk perching on a rock. I was like, Man, this is totally intense. Right. And then, and then the next day, I'm at this monastery, and and all these stories are really long. But basically, I'm leaving, and I asked the guy if he would write the Black Sea in Aramaic for right. me, and if he would write the chorus to the Frodo song 699, the uh-huh. song about my girlfriend and Shelby's dad, in Aramaic as well. And so he's writing it. He's like, he's probably like 18 or something. And then I'm in the car, like packing up my gear and stuff. And then an older guy comes out and starts berating this dude, <laughs> screaming at him. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't even, like, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't understand anyone. I can't talk to anyone. Right. The guy comes back. I was like, please forgive me. Would you like to come have lunch with us? I was like, what? Yeah. Cool. So, so, so I go in. In the driveway, Jay's shirt, like I've been driving for days. Like uh-huh. I look like I don't look like, any, like I look like a dude on tour. Right. You know? And he's like, you're going to be eating with the bishop. I'm going to have to leave you now. I was like, what? <laughs> and then he just bails. Uh-huh. And, and. There's this dude with a crazy long beard at the the wooden table. He says something. Someone gets up. They are already eating. Someone gets up and leaves. So I have a place to sit. Leaves his food. They take his food off. And he's like, I was like, what is happening? So I'm just like sitting there at the end of this table uh-huh. with like the archbishop of one of the... I mean, it was just in, like these guys voted on the New Testament. Right. They were part of the council. That right. Did, it, like, it was intense. And then he says one thing in English, welcome to our table. And I was like, thank you. And, 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 it's, yeah. and so the guy does a prayer in Aramaic, and it was like bone chilling. I was right. like, dude, this is totally insane. And then uh, they take me to this lounge room where, where the teacher was like, I am sorry, my student gave you an inappropriate translation. If you give me some time, I'll, come, I'll, I'll do the translation for you in pitch perfect English. Wow. I was like, okay. So I'm just in this room by myself, just hanging, just wondering like, what is going on. 
for a long time, like yeah. like an hour and a half. Right. And I hear what sounds like a fist fight in the room next. With like, like all this crazy stuff. This young kid comes in with like a six foot dead snake. <laughs> Just holding this dead snake. I was like, what is going on? He was like, we were having a prayer and the, the bishop saw the snake and stomped on its head. So I have a photo of it. Like it's like, the, so... dude, it's totally intense. So like, like yes. here, like it's like, like what is the most powerful anti evil thing and like religious? The snake, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Like the bishop sees it in the middle of a prayer and stomps its head apart. Right. As I'm sitting trying to get my band's name <laughs> translated, <laughs> like it, it's, it's crazy. A good is, is it fair? I mean, to call you sort of. I mean, without any of the. Um, uh, intellectual aspect the forest gump of post hardcore <laughs> you're like yeah. you are i mean i if guess we, if we made a sequel to being there <laughs> or, or based <laughs> around <laughs> hardcore <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i mean we didn't and, and i mean we're we're just kind of just about out of time but we didn't even touch on you trying out for 108 battery well, so, so, you know so, like, so the there's th- so I'll many the 108 thing so so my like uh this is actually a pretty rad joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> so one night was going to do the reunion, and I hadn't been playing music at all. And my friend was like, "Hey, man, 108 needs a, a drummer." I was like, "Dude, I'm not Harry Christian. Do they care?" Right. <laughs> and so I'm on the phone with Rob Fish, and you know, Battery and in, in, uh, 108 had played shows before and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm totally up for doing it." I was like, "I'm not Harry Krishna, but I'm a pretty Harry Christian." <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> to which perfect. he hung up the phone. <laughs> no, he no. Was going to vault. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that sounds perfect. That's like <laughs> awesome. Um, that, but okay, but yeah. but it was just like like I like you know they wanted me to play to write a bunch of songs with them and play a bunch of shows right. for a course of three days. And yeah, yeah. Just didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just like can't do they it. They want well, a yes and that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, uh, I mean all. Um, these are ama- uh, story after story. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we get someone in here and they just hit it out of the park <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, brother, that was your number um, but diggers. A, 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 a question that we've been asking uh, guests recently. Um, what do you think's – what is the thing that you're the worst at that you want to improve mm. for this year? In what realm? It could, be, realm. It could be in any realm. Any saying, saying no. You want, oh, like you want to be oh. able to say no more? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 we'll use this at, like, I'm in the car. I was like, hey, what the hell is going to do a podcast? Right. <laughs> you know, right. like, and, and, um, I'm going to this world music conference tomorrow. Like, I have this album of ancient Sufi music coming out, uh, an album of ancient Christian music with the Smithsonian. I have a huge coffee table book on Syria coming out soon. Oh, Aunt Regents is putting together our music video in a month. Right. Like, like all this. Stuff. I spent ten months doing a heavy-duty renovation of my basement to turn into an Airbnb apartment. Right. You know, I had a second child. I have two kids. Well, yeah, because on top of it, you have. A family. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any. Because all of these stories are the stories of a man with no family. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but know? I don't think any of these things are things that you necessarily need to say no to. Yeah. They're all yeah, worthwhile no, 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 yeah, projects. But like, it, like for me, it's 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 not. A, it's like I like like you said. I will say like that sounds cool. Let's do it. Right. You know, whatever. 
It won't yeah. hurt if you stab me that. Where are you going to stab me? Sure. Like, but, like, you know, it's always like, good to keep in our back pocket yeah. so we can utilize you later for everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and I actually am that guy for a yeah. lot of my friends. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, dude, do you need some? It's like, Hamaker probably knows some dude. That, and I was like, oh, yeah, what are you? <laughs> right. You know, like, you need a, you need a, you need a driveway. You need a, right. you know, like, what do yeah. you mean? <laughs> right. Well, listen. I mean, especially in music, though. It's got to be. It's just, you're an amazing drummer. Yeah. It helps. Well, thank I mean, you. you know. So I have to say on the yeah. record, the first song on the combat wound a veteran ten inch. It's one of my favorite drum beats, <laughs> dude. Ever. Can I talk about that? I for think a about that absolutely. This that that song, like it's just a great drum beat, and that the version at the Philly show that we played together <laughs> was like my favorite one, dude. It awesome. felt like Poncho was like ready to destroy the world. <laughs> uh, um, I wrote that whole song. Uh, good. Like, you like it was, it's the only, like, not the notes, but like, it's the only thing I've ever done. Where right. It was like, and this is what we should do rhythm wise. And this right. is what we should do this. So, like, when, so when I joined, it was like, you know, reversal fell apart and combat was kind of yeah. whatever. And I was like, dude, I've been wanting to play in a heart, like a grindcore band forever. Mm-hmm. And we all became kind of friends. And Ponch was on, like, at one point, at, at that fest, it was like, it was Frodus, Assock, and Reversal Man for yeah. like a week and a half. And that was the last show that we did. And then the we drove home. Dreams, yes. And uh, and so I was like, I'm going to move to Tampa. <laughs> Let's do combat. Let's just like, I was like, Frodus is gone. Battery is gone. Like, like, let's do this. Right. And so it had been seven months. I'd been there last time. And the, the last time I was there, the base amp broke. Right. So I had flown <laughs> and like gone, like was moving to Tampa right. to do this grind band. And we sit down to practice, like super pumped. I'm super amped. Like I've got my my drums and you know, all this stuff. We turn on, like super amped. We had written that song before I had left. I was like, let's try to finish that. Let's do that one. Right. I'm like, bah, da, do, bah, da, da, da. and the bass amp doesn't work. Never got fixed. I don't cuss. I freaking freaked out <laughs> right. in a way that everyone was, I was like, Mother. What the fuck? <laughs> it was just quiet, right? But um, but thank it's a you. great song. Yeah. Thank it's, you. I, I recommend everyone to seek it out. Well, we'll put a link. We'll to put it. a link. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a it's so to bring this full circle. Yes, as I'm sure you're aware, a question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. What do you think of the word gig? gig. It's yeah. It's the same thing as like, do you guys tour regionally? Uh, I love this regional touring thing. It's yeah. something that we haven't talked dude, about. Dude, dude, so, 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 like touring the state of Pennsylvania. There are bands dude, not, that just dude, do not that. even. It's like, it's like to put it. In, so now I'm. A, I've been a massage therapist for twelve years. Uh-huh. Let's just uh-huh. put it all. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, let's just let's just do it. So it's like, oh, what else do you? He's like, oh, I'm a musician. Like, oh, do you guys do you guys play regionally? I'm like, uh-huh. what do you mean? <laughs> right? Covers are originals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's original. like no, no. It's like, do you guys play your own stuff? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that that is the only option. Yeah. <laughs> like you. What do you think? Of course I play. Well, I did cover a couple songs, yeah, but like sure. not like you're thinking. But it was like like I always kind of do gig is used two ways. Like someone kind of being like, dude, I got a gig tonight. Yeah. You know, or somebody that's like, hey, man, what's up with your gig? I'm like, <laughs> I got a show, dude. Like I'm playing on a floor. You know, some guy's throwing up and there's a biker gang trying to stab me <laughs> right. downstairs. They, oh, that is not a gig. Hard yeah. to be a gig when you're on the floor with uh I don't I ever use bikers. it ever. We've totally brought a full circle with, yeah. with Bandito Rick. Yeah, coming, Bandito coming Rick, dude. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, this has been phenomenal. Thank uh, you. It's just been brother. completely under just sitting here and listening to you tell these tales. <laughs> 
is those that's kind of when we don't have to do that much work and Fantastic. we just listen to the guests that's great so look you're here um you got all of this stuff going you're a busy man yeah and and, and i love it you just i'm glad we were able to make this happen i'm glad you befriended my neighbor i don't <laughs> i you know you got to go back to sure DC. if it was you or not yeah we I like, I just, just like start like, talking to that guy i was like this dude's just outside smoking maybe he's a part <laughs> of the thing um all of this stuff going on uh just some parting words from jeff and i we want you to get home safe Thank i'm gonna do brother. my best <laughs> Worst gig 